Welcome everyone to Andre and the Cruz Podcast. And today, today, the topic is who is the greatest wrestler of all time? AKA, who is the GOAT? Now, before we even get started on today's podcast, before I mean before we get into details of how my thought process is, still there is a still an open um, invitation to anybody who wants to join the podcast. Let me know what day you want. Let me know what topic you want, and we can get the we can get it. You know what I'm saying? And I got it on my phone now, so I don't have to bring an entire laptop with me. So I means I can bring my phone. We could just podcast it up on a phone. I'm not editing anything no more. Only things I will edit is stuff like uh, when Zuri decides she wants to do whatever she wants to do and yell 24-7 or something like that. That's the only type of editing I'm doing. Other than that, straightforward. We're just going to push it. We're going to push through whatever. And we can get it out the same day at the same time. We can do anything like that. So like I said, it's an open invitation. Any topic. I am free for any topic that you want to talk about. Let me know and we can get that crunk. Anything else I'm going to promote, I'm going to promote at the end of this podcast so we can get started right now. And then I'll promote all my stuff at the very end of this podcast. So let's get started. Wrestling's GOAT. Now, before before I even get started good enough, let me say this. I've been watching wrestling. See, my daddy, he put, my, he put me on wrestling at a very young age, probably about one or two years old, watching wrestling. I only remember 1998 WrestleMania 14 is a pay-per-view I remember all the way through. That's the only pay-per-view I can remember. Other than that, I'll say, for me personally, my wrestling knowledge and start watching the business business that I can remember constantly, that was 2002 at the very, at when they started the brand split. When they did, they did the brand split, that's what my memory of my wrestling knowledge really started picking up a lot. So, yes, I was there during the Attitude Era days watching when I was a kid or whatever. But I don't remember every wrestler name or whatever. I remember a lot of them. Not all of them, though. I can't tell you the storylines that were going on. None of that. So, big time matches. The Rock versus Austin. I've watched Steam versus Hulk Hogan and WCW. We've watched it. Stuff like that. That's what happens. But 2002 is where I started uh, really focusing on wrestling. So, from 2002 all the way up until about, I ain't going to lie to y'all, Probably about 2019, maybe 2020, right before the pandemic really started hitting hard. Once that started hitting hard, I was kind of pushed out of watching a lot of wrestling. But I've been slowly trying to like I, I keep up with the I'll, I keep up with wrestling, but not watching a lot of wrestling. If that makes sense to y'all, so I'll watch like I'll like oh okay that's what's up um like that's cool that's cool that's cool whatever blah 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 blah. But watching it, nah, not all the way. Not all the time. Sometimes I'll watch SmackDown here and there. Not a lot of the times. And so I so I've so AKA I've seen a lot. So I watched a lot of WWE. I seen a lot of WCW stuff. I seen a lot of ECW stuff. I was faithful with TNA up until about 2010, I wanna say or so. 2010, maybe 2011, maybe 2012. That's when I kinda pushed out of TNA. Uh AEW, I don't watch really not real. I'm not really into watching it that much or if, if any uh new japan pro wrestling i have not really watched any i try to watch some of their what do you call that what is the name of their shows the um wrestle kingdoms i try to watch some of those that's mostly the time i watch watch it other than that i have not gone on my way to watch any of those ring of honor 
I've watched a handful of matches or so here and there. I was watching the greatest wrestling matches from them. So I'm that's a long that's a big list though. That's like that's like a thirteen hour program to watch or something like that. So like I said, I've been around watching a lot of different type of wrestling, learning about wrestlers and still stuff. And I'm still going today. Like I still there's still a lot of wrestling that's interesting that I picked up on. I picked up on watching uh Dead Pro Dead Pro Lock Pro wait, Deadlock Pro Wrestling. Sorry, I messed that up. Deadlock Pro Wrestling on YouTube. I watch that, and I keep up with them. I try to do my best, so that's where my knowledge should go. So of course, when watching a lot of wrestlers wrestling, you get to a point to where you're like, well, who is the greatest wrestler of all time? Just like NBA, I don't know about football. I don't know about hockey. Probably hockey too. Uh, soccer, you most likely can do it. Uh, baseball, I can see that too. Boxing, yes. So everything besides football, I would say every sport besides football, there's an argument of who is the greatest to ever done it. Who's the greatest ever? Uh, I can't lie to y'all. I'm a basketball fan, so for me, it's Michael Jordan. Right there next to him is LeBron James. Right there, that neck to neck. But my favorite goat is Kobe Bryant. My favorite player of all time is Kobe Bryant, so it doesn't matter. But for the goat of basketball, it's between Jordan and LeBron. It goes back and forth with the arguments. That's whoever. It's basically your preference. That's who your preference is, and that's what the goat debate always has been. It's always been more of your preference. Who has the stats? Who have the accolades? Who had, I guess, the hard competition sometimes? How difficult it was to get out of their divisions and conference and stuff like that. All that ties into a GOAT conversation. That's what makes the GOAT conversation so difficult. So when it comes to wrestling, wrestling is the same way. But wrestling also expands to different generations. Uh, not Generations, you got different decades. You got things like that. So it's really hard to break down exactly who would be the consider the greatest wrestler of all time now i'm gonna try my best i'm gonna try my best to make the categories and who all fits in that category who doesn't fit in that i mean who, who fits in that category and why i can say yes or no to them being the goat i'm not gonna give you a real answer you know why it's wrestling wrestling is subjective you have your own objective opinions i can tell y'all I can sit here and explain to y'all why. Let me think of a wrestler. Let me think of somebody off of my top of my head real quick. I can sit here and tell you why Macho Man Randy Savage, rest in peace, why he is the greatest wrestler of all time. And if somebody can counter and say, I don't think so, I think Triple H is the greatest wrestler of all time. We can go back and forth and why we think the way we think. But at the end of the day, that's your goat, and this is my goat. That's the reason why it's two different type of arguments. That's why it's like that. So let's get started. Let me, like I said, I'm gonna try my best. So when I put this out there for everybody, make sure you take pay attention to the categories that each the categories that I'm going through. What all wrestlers realistically fit that category in your personal opinion, in your personal mind? Who fits that category? Why and then blah 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 added the rest of them up and you'll find out who you believe is the greatest wrestler of all time. First off, I guess we have to start off. It would have to be star power. Star power, basically, the star power helps draw in the audience. They can go out to the media. They can go out 
all the news channels and stuff like that. And they pretty much, they sell the business to you. They sell what they're doing in the ring. That's a hard, that one, I'm not even going to lie. That's going to be very hard to, that's hard to judge based off of errors. Back in the day, Bruno San Martino was the longest reigning defending Royal Wrestling Federation champion for the WWF at that time. He was the face of the company. He held that championship for, what was it, like eight years or some stuff like that? So he was everything. And most of the matches and stuff, Master Square Garden was their big time show. Bruno Sammartino's name sells out the show. He was that guy. But at the same time, Andre the Giant's name, bigger than life, larger than life, his name also sells out Madison Square Garden. So has names like Hulk Hogan sells out Madison Square Garden. Stone Cold sells out Madison Square Garden. The Rock sells out Madison Square Garden. And I can stop right there. I'm not even going to lie. I'm going to stop right there. Any other names after that era, like right after the Attitude Era from uh, the Ruthless Aggression Era, my favorite era up until now, those names are not going to sell like that because from the 90s and stuff up until well, once the 2002s and 3s and 4s start hitting like that, so much stuff has changed and stuff, especially for wrestling-wise, that wasn't going to get the okay from networks and businesses like that to go ahead and push something like that. So with that, so with that change and everything, those names doesn't hit the same. Not only that, you can tell ratings drops off the face of the earth. But there are still larger-than-life characters. John Cena, the face of the Ruthless Aggression era, the complete face up all the way through the PG era. I'll say about, let me think. I'll say John Cena's face all the way up until maybe about 2012, maybe 2013 or so. It's like whenever he started slowing down, he wasn't uh, full-time all the way. He was still full-time, but, you know, he was on the back burner of the full-time list. Once that started happening with John Cena, that's where he stops at. And then at the John Cena era, right now, you can say it's Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, the face of the WWE at this point of time. Like I said, you can argue it, yay, and I can argue it, no. Different era, different stuff going on. Social media has taken a major, a major... Uh, influence on the wrestling business on who they agree who's the who's the face of the company who's the bigger name and things like that but the social media social media when it comes to star power is also a pro and a con the con the pro is they all agree at one point or another like yeah this guy's definitely the face of the company easily mm. roman reigns is the greatest yes that's the face of the company at the same time they are they'll push him like that but then push everyone else down if you're getting pushed too much. For example, who was it? I can't think of the top of my head. I gotta think of somebody off the top of my head. I can't think of it. Um I can't I don't I can't think of nobody right now. Um let's go with someone like Kevin Owens or no no that's not a good example. I can't think of somebody off the top of my head right here right now that fits to what I'm trying to say. I can't think of somebody. I have to go to AEW I wanna say. AEW Someone like no, not, I can't even say AEW. Really, let me think. Um, outside of Roman Reigns, 
Drew McIntyre. Better yet, that's the perfect name, actually. Drew McIntyre. So Drew McIntyre helped carry this company, helped carry it on the Raw brand through the pandemic. No crowds or nothing. But when the crowds started coming back and Drew McIntyre was no longer the champion and stuff, and people were already was getting sick of him already. They got sick of him, and they was like, oh, I'm tired of looking at this guy. I'm thinking, like, whoa, what just happened? Just now? I thought we was all team Drew McIntyre. I mean, McIntyre was getting pushed pretty good. We, we wanted this. We got the championship and stuff out of him. What happened? And people turned on Drew McIntyre so quickly. And now that it turned, it's kind of difficult to see whether or not he'll be – he'll get the same – like, he'll get the same treatment when he goes to arenas. People going to cheer for him. But social media plays a factor into like, ah, I don't want to see him up top. I don't want to see that or whatever. Better yet, take it back this Friday, this past this past Friday on SmackDown, the mystery tag team partner from the New Day. Everybody was hoping it was somebody else. When they found out it was Drew McIntyre, they was not happy it was Drew McIntyre. That's crazy to me. I was like, dang, that's messed up. I said, dang, I thought we would all be a little bit excited that it would be Drew McIntyre. But I guess that's not the case at all. So that plays into a fact of star power. That's why I stopped at the John. I stopped at the John Cena because star power now depends on what the social media fans and stuff care about. And I know back in the day, back in the early two thousands, even two thousand tens and stuff, we used to be called the IWC, which is the Internet Wrestling Community, and we all had certain people we wanted to face the company and stuff like that. But now, literally, everybody's almost on social media. It does not matter. The IC, the IWC has transformed into the normal fans that's on the internet too. The same information they can, that you found out, they can find out. The same stuff that we know, they know. It's not. That's that's what made the difference. A big difference now. So now everybody knows something. So, star power wise. It's kind of difficult. I would say right now, it is Roman Reigns, my personal opinion, for the WWE. AEW is so many names over there, but no one sticks out being the draw, the guy, the main guy. It was like, let me think, Chris Jericho was first. Was Chris Jericho the first champion? I think Chris Jericho was their first world champion. And then it was John Moxley. And then it was Kenny Omega. And then it's right now it's... Uh, uh, Hangman Page, Th those guys, those are the four. I think those are the four guys that were world champ. I might be missing somebody. I feel like I'm missing somebody, but those are the four guys that's been the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Despite that, despite those four names, the only name that, in my personal opinion, that could have reached that big time draw would have been Kenny Omega. But so much changes has happened with Ke Kenny Omega's career and stuff. He's getting older. He can't do the same stuff he's doing anymore. He's not even wrestling at this point in time. He's in the back. He's in the backstage already. It's like, dang, that was kind of that's kind of quick for somebody like Adam Page. I mean, not Adam Page for someone like Kenny Omega to be like that. So then AEW keeps signing these wrestlers. They, they continue to sign wrestlers. You got CM Punk over there. You got Daniel Bryan over there. Now Adam Cole's over there. Now you have um, someone like Joe, and now they bought. Ring of Honor, and now they have to focus on Ring of Honor and keeping that afloat. So it's so much star power over there at AEW. When you have too much star power, it becomes uh, what I call it. What I see it is called a basic line, and that's one of the worst lines you want to be in if you're a wrestling company. When you're a wrestling company, you need a guy. You need one. You need a main guy who's gonna be that star guy for you. Going to the future. Who's the guy you can put this championship on? He does the media. 
They do all this stuff. Who is that person? And right now, AEW has so much talent that is at a straight line to where it does not matter. And that sucks. And I know some of y'all are like, wait, what, is, what, what does that mean? Straight line meaning no one sticks out. Daddy B had that problem back in, right after Brock Lesnar left in 2004. Right when he left and before John Cena took that reign, that one year later, from that 04 to 05 of WrestleMania 21, right before John Cena took home that WWE Championship, legitimately, there is not that one singular guy that was going to carry the company forward at that moment in time. They was out of stuck mode. Why they was out of stuck mode? Because their money guy was Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar was their go-to guy. He had everything you needed. He had the look, the abilities, the star power. He had everything. He was the, as they call the next big thing, and that's what he was to the WWE. But when he left, and when he walked away and left, WWE was left like, dang, now what are we supposed to do? We don't have that next guy anymore. And it's supposed to have been Randy Orton, but that kind of flopped. Then it was Batista and John Cena that took over that spot. But Cena rise higher than Batista. Batista, he was a good baby face, but we wasn't behind Batista 100% at that time, even when he won the world championship. It took, it literally took them to do, at that time period, Triple H was the biggest, biggest heel in the entire company. Not just Raw, the entire company. It was Triple H. He was the jerk. He was the A-word. He was all that. It took Batista winning at WrestleMania 21. It took Batista winning at Backlash. It took Batista winning at, I want to say, what pay-per-view was that today? I want to say Vengeance in a Hell in a Cell match. It, Batista had to beat Triple H three times on pay-per-view in a row for his popularity to skyrocket. Not going to lie. That takes a hard thing because Triple H was that guy. He was really protected. He was the big, big, big heel. John Cena, on the other hand, his big man guy was John Bradshaw Layfield, JBL. The man who used to be Bradshaw but was repackaged as this millionaire guy, Jack A. Y'all know, know JBL. If, you, you, if you've seen a little bit of JBL's work, you know JBL. JBL. Not Bradshaw, JBL. That character. And... JBL did his part. He carried SmackDown. When, when, when Lesnar decided to walk away and left, JBL carried that SmackDown brand. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm never going to knock that man. That man carried that SmackDown brand with an iron fist. Then he had challenges after challenges. You had the Yonatek, Booker T, Eddie Guerrero. You had eventually John Cena, but he had multiple of wrestlers he had to go against. and He either cheated his way. He got Basically, he was the best heel for SmackDown. Not the entire company, just SmackDown, which is all WWE needs at that time period, was a guy to rival, to be on the same, kind of same pedestal of Triple H, but Triple H was still better. And that was JBL. So when John Cena won that championship, that was great. Their feud between John Cena and JBL was pretty freaking great, in my personal opinion. I, I enjoyed it. And John Cena had to go through the whole cabinet and stuff and all that. And eventually, John Cena won the championship, WrestleMania 21. And then he had beat JBL in an I Quit match, which, <coughs> Judgment Day. Have you not seen it? Please go watch John Cena, JBL, 2005, Judgment Day, I Quit match. 
great match. Was it an I Quit match? I think it was an I Quit match. It might have been. I don't remember. Whatever match it was, great match. Fantastic match between two guys like that. John Cena, a rising star. The star. Now he's literally submitted himself as that guy. And JBL, who was now getting, you know, yeah, pushed into the side a little bit. Then Vince and company saw John Cena's star and it's just shining and it's bright. Very bright. Looks real good. He looks so good. He should be on Monday Night Raw and we should push this man to the moon. You know what happened in 2005? John Cena went on to one of the most dangerous, most craziest winning streaks you have ever seen when it comes to defending that championship. He did not lose that championship until New Year's Revolution in 2006. So the man won it in, I want to say, what is that, April? April 2005. From April 2005 all the way up into New Year's Revolution in January of 2006. That's when John Cena lost his championship, and that was the edge. And he only lost it for a little bit. He gained that championship right back at the World Rumble. So later on that month, he got that championship back. So that's how you know John Cena was that guy. He was the guy. He went through Jericho, Christian, Triple H. He had to wrestle, um, I don't remember all the people he wrestled, quite honestly, but he was on Monday Night Raw, and they was pushing this man. This is John Cena. They, they had a custom-made WWE Championship belt for the man. The man was, the, the company was John Cena. And that's the star power. No one's reached that no more. Not this, not right now. So star power, like I said, that goes on to anybody. It depends on how you see it. And then let's go from the WWE. We can go to other companies. ECW had that star power. You have RVD, who could have technically been that star power. Mike Awesome was supposed to be in the face of the ECW. You had Taz as the face of ECW, but ECW as a collective unit also was on that, that line I was talking about earlier. That straight line to where so many people, but yet who really stands out the most? Yeah, Taz was great. RVD was great. Sabu was great. They had a lot of great people in ECW, but it was kind of... It makes it more difficult that when Taz left ECW to come into the WWF in 2000 or 2001, whatever year that was, not only did he debut in wrestling in Triple H, but it felt like he wasn't the biggest star because that time, during that time period, WWE's like, we're not going to put our world champion, WWE champion, our face, our big guy, Triple H, against this guy who's like 5'5", 5'8", 5'7". Well, how tall Taz is. Doesn't make sense, and then the then the a normal viewer, a regular fan, I should say, a regular fan, meaning they don't pay attention to the backstage stuff. They don't pay attention to any of that stuff. Only they pay attention to the company and how it wrestles and their fan base, and they're just focused on that. If you see somebody called Taz coming in, he's the ECW World Heavyweight Champion versus Triple H, who's the WWE Champion or WWF Champion at the time. Triple H has been treated as this megastar for so long. He sits on a pedestal. And then you have Taz, who's technically on that same pedestal, but to an average viewer, his pedestal is not that tall. It's not that big at all because they didn't watch ECW. They have not been watching ECW. They, they really don't even know who this guy is. This guy is awesome, but he's not Triple H type deal. That was a problem with ECW. Not only that, but some other stuff. That's other stuff. Ring of Honor, they had... Multiple guys had different faces at the time period. But Ring of Honor was more like ECW re-amped because they was at the same line too to where different guys became the guy. That's just that simple. They became the guy, but they also had that 
border that line that's so hard to get over that line is really dangerous people that that line for wrestling companies are dangerous and they had that line because they had the CM Punks, the Samoa Joes, the AJ Styles, the um, Low-Key, the Austin Aries, the Daniel Bryansons and stuff later on and stuff. And they and they had their face of the company to where they was great. But, 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 sadly, they was on that line still. They're so great as a as a company. They're so, there's so many talents in that company. But there was no guy that really stand out above the rest. And that was the problem. With Ring of Honor, quite honestly, the guy that I would, the guy I would say that was kind of the guy that I think of Ring of Honor with, quite honestly, the guy I loved the most was Jay Lethal, and he was the Ring of Honor Television Champion, and he was holding that championship for so many years, so for so long. Same thing with RVD with the ECW Television Championship. Those two guys, while they could have easily been the world champions and had the same reign. It felt even more special. They did it with the mid-card title and made the mid-card title feel like the world championship. Let's be honest here. I've watched so many Jay Lethal matches with the when he's Ring of Honor um, with the Ring of Honor. Um, what is it? The television championship or ring, whatever the mid-card title was for Ring of Honor. I was watching that so much. As I was like, it's Jay Lethal. First of all, I love Jay Lethal. He's my favorite. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of the modern day era. Probably of all time, quite honestly. He's 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 got up there, quite honestly. I might have to redo my all-time list already. But Jay Lethal was epic. He got the championship. It's both of them, you know what I'm saying? RVD. Love RVD. He was a fantastic wrestler. Very cocky. Love everything he was doing. He was a television champion. Two guys like that can carry their own company. can carry the company, but the company doesn't see it like that, almost. You know what I'm saying? Almost don't see it like that. They, put it, they treated it as though it was equal titles to the world title, but it's still the world title and then that title. So... That's what's ha happened with Ring of Honor. TNA, do you think TNA fell into that category? Before we get to TNA, AEW, AEW right now is doing the same thing. Right now, Adam Page is still the Ring of Honor, uh, the AEW World Champion. As of this recording, they do have a pay-per-view tonight. I believe it's double and double or nothing or all in or all, all or nothing or something. They got a pay-per-view going on tonight. And whether or not he retains over CM Punk, that also plays into a factor. Let's say he retains over CM Punk. That's cool, but I don't feel like his name was out there the most compared to the Jer the Chris Jericho, the John Moxley, and even the Kenny Omega when they was champions. Adam Page is cool to have a championship on. That was it was pretty. That's cool, but it doesn't feel he's on that same level of everyone else, which is how it feels like. Because whenever Brian Danielson came over to AEW. I was like, I'm not. I like. I wouldn't be surprised if Brian Brian Danielson took the championship off of him. That'd be a great thing to do. But he did just debut in the company, and the work. And the one thing you don't want to do is hurry up and give that title to a former WWE wrestler so quickly. So I, it makes sense. But at the same time, I would not have blamed them for putting that on Bryanson because he was the hotter name at that point in time. CM Punk, he's been around. He, he's he's been back for a while. Last year, I want to say. Was it last year? It might have been last year, if I want to say. And with him being back since last year or so, he's been focusing on other feuds, doing everything else besides the champion, besides the world championship. But now he's going after that championship. If CM Punk wins that championship, he can do literally anything possible. You know what I'm saying? He can turn heel and then it'll be okay. Then he could be the biggest heel 
his star power, his star power, a lot of people don't think it ain't there no more. L ladies and gentlemen, it is still there. My people, it is still there. His popularity in star power is still there. But that's for like, AEW felt feels like the indies side of wrestling, the, the top of the indies type stuff, which is fine, which I'm not going to blame nobody. However, there was the pros and cons to it. That's my personal opinion. I might be I might be a thousand percent wrong, but that's my personal opinion. <laughs> CM Punk can win that and he'll feel just like he's the face of the company. Adam, like I said, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hangman Page is the world champion, but doesn't feel like he's the best world champion in the company. He don't feel like he's the top dog in the company. Personal opinion. TNA, their star power, start off with Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I know. Some of y'all might be surprised. with Jeff Jarrett. Yep. yep. They start off with Jeff Jarrett. It's his company. Him and his brother's company. He's the face of that company for a while. Then they brought in Sting. Sting was also the face of the company. But the guy who ended up being legitimately the face of TNA Wrestling, total nonstop impact, was AJ Styles. He became the absolute best of the best in that company, despite all the names that came through. Even Kurt Angle rivals AJ Styles, in my personal opinion, when it comes to that uh, star power in that uh, face of the company. They rival. However, I'm still taking AJ over Kurt Angle. Love Kurt Angle and everything he does, but I'm still taking AJ Styles over Kurt Angle. Better yet, they're really neck to neck because Kurt Angle was treated, has always been treated since he came into TNA as one of the bigger guys in the company. And AJ Styles has always been a company man. He's fine going down to the X Division. He's fine going to the Tag Team Division. He's fine being in the mid-card. He's fine joining the World Title Division. He's fine because he's loyal to that. He was loyal, so loyal to that company. He was fine doing everything he needs to do. That's the main, that's the crazy part. That's why I say that's AJ Styles style thing. So, star power. Star power-wise, you can name off a lot of people. A lot of different people. I'm not going to name off everybody because I can't do that. Because I had to go pick my phone up and research. But I can name you some people. Bernardo San Martino. You had Andre the Giant. You had Hulk Hogan. You have Austin. You had The Rock. You had John Cena. You had the AJ Styles. You have the Kurt Angles. You had the CM Punks. You had the Brian Danielsons. You have... The who else you had the Jay Lethal's in my personal opinion. Jay Lethal, you had even Mystical. We're talking about Mystical from uh CMLL from Mexico. That's what we're talking about here. I really didn't even bring in the uh Hispanic wrestlers and Latino wrestlers that's been wrestling off the world, but Mystical, aka the former Sincata, before he joined the WWE in Mexico, he was looked at to be the John Cena of Mexican of the Hispanic wrestling. You can't tell me that's not star power. The man was on top of the food chain type deal. That's star power. But that's a whole different that's a whole different thing. But that's star power over there in Mexico. He was that type of star. That's how it is. That's the type of star power people have. So those are the people I'm naming off of star power. At the star power, you have to take a look at um all around abilities, wrestling abilities. In-ring wrestling um, abilities. That's kind of difficult to determine sometimes because, like I said, that depends on era. Bremo Sanatino was not the best in-ring performer you've ever seen in your life. The man had the size. He didn't have to do as much work as wrestlers have to do that wrestlers do now 
but he was the face of the company. Andre the Giant used to do drop kicks apparently back in the day, ironically. But whenever he got to the WWE, he didn't need to do all that. He just needed to be a big name doing big guy, big big guy stuff. He's still a huge mega name. Hulk Hogan definitely wasn't no great in ring competitor. I can tell you that now. I don't even like Hulk Hogan at all. Zero percent. I don't like him. I don't like him. His star power is still there during the Hawkamania years, the great Hawkamania years, brother. And he was on top of the food chain despite his in-ring skills not even being close to even probably half the roster. Half the roster most likely had better in-ring abilities than Hulk Hogan. But Hulk Hogan drew because of his character, his gimmick, his promos, everything about him screams world champion, we should put the title on this guy and run for years, and that's what they end up doing. Not gonna blame you. Not gonna blame Vince. Never never will blame Vince for that. I understand perfectly. If it everything you need to do, especially during that time period, that's why Hulkamania was such a huge thing, and it was running around for years, people. Years. It was a big time baby face, man. What about <laughs> it was a giant baby face. And the counter to the babyface thing, his in-ring his in-ring skills was nowhere near. John Cena got better in-ring skills than Hulk Hogan. And that says a lot, because John Cena in the years we used to call him the five moves of doom. But at the absolute for peak for peak, John Cena at his absolute peak versus Hulk Hogan at his absolute peak in-ring ability-wise, I'm taking John Cena ten times out of ten over Hulk Hogan. It's just that simple. So in-ring skills plays a factor also. The problem is, is the all-around character. Let me give you an example. Stone Cold Steve Austin, before the Owen Hart power driver on his neck, Stone Cold was one of the better in-ring performers in the company. Very technical wrestler. He, he, he was able to do everything. Probably after his neck was broken and he came back, he had to switch up his wrestling style. Now he was more of a brawler than he was a technical wrestler because of the neck problem. So he can't do a lot of stuff with the neck because he probably could do. He probably he probably give you some really good in ring competitive wrestling thing. However, because of the neck problem, it wasn't the same. However, post attitude era, going into the ruthless aggression era, right before then, like you know, right before the Rock and Austin actually left left out the company and stuff, Stone Cold showcased that in ring ability. You know what I'm saying? He was in there. He was giving some. He showcased you what he would have been able to do earlier in his career, before uh, after the neck surgery. So this is like years later and stuff. Now he's slowing down his wrestling and stuff, and he looks good. He looked really good. I'm like, man, look at Stone Cold doing some moves. I didn't think he, I didn't think he had that to his arsenal. It's like, well, he, yeah, he definitely has that to the arsenal. Stone Cold has that. Stone Cold is an all around talent, far none. In ring, got it. Charisma, got it. Character, got it. Gimmick. I guess gimmick and character the same thing. I don't know why I keep saying that. Got it. Interviews. Got it. Star power. Got it. Stone Cold. Is he the GOAT? High possibility. You could add Stone Cold to the GOAT list. I, I said I was going through categories, but now I'm just going to just ramble. So, y'all, yeah. Because I don't want to go through. Because I don't know what all categories you really need. Uh, Mike Skills. He got it. The Rock. He got it, too. He got everything Austin got. And probably a little bit more. Charisma out of this world. The man is in movies, man. Do I gotta explain what The Rock does? Do I need to explain that? Go look at some of The Rock's movies. 
Only The Rock can pull off a lot of those characters and doing some of those things he does. It's The Rock. The Rock is everywhere. The Rock has charisma. He has his character slash gimmick. He has the mic skills. He has the in-ring ability. He has the star power. He can hit them interviews. He had everything you want as a great, fantastic wrestler. Austin The Rock, you can add those two. Hogan had everything besides in-ring skills. Not good enough in-ring skills. How much does that play as a factor for you? I don't know. I don't like Hogan, so I'm taking him out to go to bait. Just me. I know. I know. I know. I don't care. I say it all day long. I don't care about that. I don't care for him. Who else is on that list? Shawn Michaels. See, Shawn Michaels is a very difficult, very, very difficult person to rank. He had the entering skills. He had the character slash gimmick. He had the mic skills at time. He had the mic skills. He can cut. No, he does have the mic skills. His mic skills is underrated, quite honestly. He had the mic skills. Charisma, he has it. He had everything. The problem with Michaels was he was never, not never pushed like that. But I think the stuff from the past. When he was on, when he was doing drugs and stuff, and he was abusing his power of authority over the rest of the rosters, that right there plays into a factor, and that's the reason why he can't. He can be, but he's not the goat, which sucks because he had everything. Like I said, he has everything. It's just he. It's just no. It's just no. I don't know why, but it's just no. Definitely give me an argument for Shawn Michaels why you would say yeah he's the greatest of all time. You have to give me an argument. It has to be a good legit argument because. Right now, I'm going to say no, which is crazy because a lot of wrestlers try to copy Michael's style and stuff because Michael's was known for stealing the show a lot, but that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean much because it was Michael's in-ring ability. We know what he could do in the ring. That's the problem. So, y'all let me know with that one. But then you got The Undertaker. I would say yes. He has everything checked off. Everything. Stayed in character, too. That man was a monster. Everything. He had everything. He even had star power. I probably don't remember that, but he had star power too back in the 90s and stuff. He had every time Untaker came out, it was a must watch. Anything Untaker was doing was must watch. Later on in his career, even in the 2000s, was still must watch. This handful of matches and stuff. You can go back on this podcast list. Whatever you listen to this podcast on, go back. Go back to some earlier podcasts. Go way back. Me and Thomas ranked our greatest Undertaker matches of all time. You have to take a look at that list. That's a great list. I love that list. And there's other matches that you can probably still name. There's matches that we didn't even get to because we, only, we stopped at 20. It's more than 20 great matches, but we stopped at 20. He has way, he has a bigger arsenal than that. Way bigger arsenal than that. Undertaker, yes. I could put him as the GOAT. Triple H, underrated. Very underrated. Character he had, the gimmick he has. He had everything, but the problem that that separates him from everybody else is that people will look at his relationship with Stephanie McMahon and the McMahon family as a reason why he got to where he was. I don't see how that's happening because even then he wasn't even the face of the company. He was one of the biggest, he was the biggest heel in the company, but he wasn't the face of the company. Even when he turned to a baby face, he still wasn't the on he was not the best face in the company. Attitude error wise, he wasn't up there with the likes of, of Austin and The Rock. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Nah. Austin and The Rock was on their own level. Triple H, he was like a level below that. A, a really, a level below that. And he's a fan, he's a great heel. Fantastic. One of the best heels in the business, I believe, of all time. It's just when, when his babyface run 
is good too, but it's you know what I'm saying it's not the same. It's definitely one thousand percent not the same compared to everybody else. So that's why Triple H is a, a tier below that, which sucks. But that's that's reality. That's a tier below that. Then um, you have John Cena, the name that I've mentioned before. John Cena has everything. He has he has the whole package still. And why? And the thing with John Cena, which was, which you know, looking back on, it was kind of. A, I understand where we was at as a, a wrestling community and stuff like that. The reason why people wouldn't think of him as, I even, I even put him on a Mount Rushmore of wrestling. I know it's weird. Why? What you put him on? A, yes, not not the Mount Rushmore. Take that back. I'm sorry. Actually, I could put him on the Mount Rushmore. I could put him on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, but I can also put him as a top five. All-time wrestler for the W, all-time wrestler for the WWE, based off of what he had to do. I'll talk about John Cena in depth in a different video one of these days because a lot of people don't realize what John Cena had to do, and he got a lot of hate. But man, I'm telling you, I'll put John Cena up there. Yes, I will put John Cena up there. From WCW side point, Sting, love Sting. Sting was great. Sting is great. He's still going right now. If I didn't know AEW, he's still going. Sting was great. He he did great for WCW. He's the one loyal guy in WCW. He took a seat back while all these other names started coming through. And he still stayed and stayed loyal. That, that's crazy. That's crazy. He had that level to him. And then whenever WCW went under, he found a new home in TNA. And he just stayed there for the majority of his career, too. And then eventually he came to the WWE for a hot second. Was that three matches? I think he stayed for the WWE. In that was very, very underwhelming. That they that they had opportunity to do Sting and Undertaker at WrestleMania, but decided to switch for uh, Sting versus Triple H. That it, that was idiotic. I've never that was idiotic. That was very idiotic. Very very idiotic. And then after the hot second there, he's in AEW now doing whatever he wants to do again. So he's one of those guys. What if type of what if he did get this big run of WWE and it's like, well, if that's what we from what we saw, even though it's just a three match sample size, the matches I'm talking about, he had a match against Triple H at WrestleMania 32, 31 or 32. Don't remember. Uh, I remember the horrible build up, made the build up and stuff for it. It was idiotic. It was mostly WCW versus WWE. Why? Why in 2000 and post 2010s? Why? No one cares about that. He had a tag team match. It was him and John Cena, I want to say, versus Seth Rollins and Big Show. I think it was a Monday Night Raw, random episode, Sting Rassel. Wow. And then Seth Rollins versus Sting for the WWE Championship um, at one of those pay-per-views during Rollins' run as both WWE Champion and United States Champion. He, he did that match, too, and that's where... His career pretty much ended for WWE, and WWE didn't do nothing else with the man. So that was that was a waste. But yes, Sting, he's up there. I'll put him up there. Ric Flair, yeah, I thought I was gonna forget about Ric Flair. Ric Flair, even though he's trying to have one last match. Besides that, as far as some stuff that he did outside of wrestling, some dark stuff. Is I, I, I guarantee some other people have some stuff just as crazy stuff too. But Ric Flair, yes, you can say that he had everything. Also, he had the whole bag. One thing I still have not done is look back at a very old, in his prime, Ric Flair. 
Because I would love to see him in his prime. I've seen matches from him, but I don't know how old he was. But he still looked good even then. You know what I'm saying? Still looked really, really good. Uh, that's that's Ric Flair. So you got Ric Flair added to that. W, like I said, I'm not I'm drawing a blank for WCW guys because Goldberg had <laughs> Goldberg had the gimmick. Goldberg had the star power, and that's it. Gimmick star power. That was it. But he was the face of WCW. He was one of the faces of WCW. He couldn't wrestle. He couldn't speak on the mic. He couldn't do anything else besides that. He couldn't go long in a wrestling match. So Goldberg, no. Anybody else from WCW I can think of? Most likely not. The Macho Man Randy Savage. He had everything, literally everything minus the legit star power because during that time period, it was the Hulk Hogan era still. It was still Hogan's world other than Macho Man. And Macho Man was the better heel anyway compared to he was the babyface. Babyface, he was still great, but that heel, the heel side of him was even better. So, that's what I said, Macho Man Randy Savage, probably not, which sucks, but probably not. Definitely better, could have been. If he got the same push that Hogan got, skyrocket. You know what I'm saying? He would have been goaded. But that's not what happened. That's not that's not how wrestling works. You know what I'm saying? And then you had to take a look at... Bret Hart had everything besides the star power, sadly. No disrespect, Bret Hart. You probably can listen to this podcast. No disrespect, Bret. You had everything but star power. They didn't push you to be the face of the WWE. Uh, WWE at that time period. They was focusing on Michaels and eventually The Rock and Austin and all the other guys. So you didn't really get that chance to be the face face of the company. And people, when I say face of the company, just because you hold the top world championship does not make you the face of the company. All that does is they gave you the world title push. They gave you the world title for now. You know what I'm saying? They're like a uh, perfect example. Uh, Kevin Nash, aka Diesel, when he won a WWF championship. That's cool and all, but that didn't mean nothing. When he won the WCW World Championship, that meant more because it felt like he was more mature then. Beforehand, no. He didn't know what he was doing. He was a champion just to be a champion. They thought they was capitalizing on a new star. That didn't happen. That's the reason why he wasn't there for too long and he was out. And his name is more associated with WCW more than WWF, quite honestly. Even though he is still a big star in WWE. Come on now. So, No. Kurt Angle. I love Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle's great. His first run, his run in WWE was really good. Really good. Good to great. His TNA ran, run was better. Way better. The wrestling machine gimmick that we got from Kurt Angle in 2006 when he won the World Heavyweight Championship and held it for a little while. That's what he was in TNA on steroids, though. He was a monster. The wrestling was great. The mind skills were great. The character, he was, Kurt Angle was the best of the best version. He basically played more of a, a serious role than he did in WWE, which made him stand out even more. So Kurt Angle, in my opinion, I could honestly, realistically, I can actually say that Kurt Angle could be the greatest wrestler of all time. Star Power, he took that from TNA. He had everything. He had everything. Quite honestly, if WWE was a little bit more careful with 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 um Kurt and stay to the wrestling side of business. Kurt Angle really could have been their um face of the company guy. 
that's why Paul Heyman wanted to wanted to sign Kurt Angle back in the day. He brought in Kurt Angle, but you know they had that controversy with uh, Sandman and Tommy Dreamer. Imagine if if big if big if, big 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 time if if they never did that and Kurt Angle signed with ECW, Kurt Angle would have been a monster in ECW. Not only would he have been the monster in ECW. He would have been the face of ECW that would have helped them towards the future. Now, what now we can still say, you know, ECW, you know, ECW, they still have money problems and stuff like that. But who says that Kurt Angle getting pushed like a monster that he was in ECW doesn't face the money problem that people are paying more money to see Kurt Angle and stuff like that and, and all that stuff. But, you know, WCW had their own problems. I mean, ECW had their own problems and stuff like that. So I can't say that. So it's kind of difficult to say that. But Kurt Angle was a monster all around. All around, everything he did was great. Kurt Angle, realistically, we can say Kurt Angle is can easily be the GOAT. Problem is, he doesn't fit the same star power as The Rock and Stone Cold, even John Cena at the time. But I feel like, you know, when I say Triple H is a tier below them, Kurt Angle is a tier above Triple H. But he's, and he's right there at the edge of pushy. And with the Rock and Stone Cold now, it's very hard to put Kurt Angle somewhere. It's very, very difficult. And I'll take him over Michaels, all around too. All around too. And then AJ Styles, he matches all that too. Problem is, he's known more for uh, I guess people can call this the new era of wrestling. So even though he was in 2002, AJ Styles, you know what I'm saying? He's he goes like that. Big difference is, I think AJ Styles, uh, he was in TNA for so long that I wish... See, this a lot of things with a lot of different wrestlers. I wish they would have jumped shift to a different promotion. Like, love AJ Styles in TNA. Never want to take that away from him. Love the, everything about him in TNA. If I can take anything, is taking him out of TNA around 2007 or eight. you know? And slap him in the WWE and allowed in WWE. No, even 2011 or so, 10, 2010 or so, AJ Styles come up to the WWE and they skyrocket this man, AJ Styles, as the face of their company. It'll work. I think it would have worked. Personally, opinion, I think it'll work. I gave you names. I gave you a lot of names. I gave you different reasons why and things like that. I gave you a lot of people. I never said who was going to be the GOAT for me. I don't have an opinion. I, I have opinions. But not my goats. I mean, a lot of the goats. Those are a lot of great names, but I can't say who exactly would be my goat. Depends on the type of wrestling you like. That depends on a lot of different things. If I go right, if I do this right here, I'm gonna do this right here, right now. If I go and name off every wrestler, not not every wrestler, I'm gonna do it like this. If I had a company, and I could pick, if I pick. I had to pick a world champion, a mid card, a tag team, and a women's division. I got to pick four, so that's four right there. I had to pick four different. I had to fit, fill those positions in. My world heavyweight champion all time, all time. And you get the you get any version of that wrestler, any possible. Give me two thousand six slash seven Kurt Angle as my world heavyweight champion for my mid card division, my mid card champion. You have to give me. Let me think. Hold on, hold on. Let me think about that because I got Kurt Angle as my world champion, my world heavyweight champion. For my mid card champion, 
I'm gonna move towards there's so many wrestlers. I have to think so many. I have to think. My mid-card champion, give me Jeff Hardy. And give me Jeff Hardy around 2007, 2008 version. When he started well, right before when he started adding the face paint and stuff, give me around that time period. Because he sometimes he wear it, other times he didn't wear it. Give me that version of Jeff Hardy for uh my mid-card division. My tag team champions. My tag team champions, give me the Dudley boys. Give me Team 3D. Give me Team 3D. I want them. And then for my women's championship, from a lot of women that I've seen wrestle and the star pals they collected and stuff like that, no cap. Give me... Oh, that's a difficult one. Actually, no, it's not. For a women's champion, give me Oscar. Now, I'm talking about NXT the undefeated Empress of Tomorrow Oscar from NXT version. Those are my four guys. Those are my four people that those are my people that will be world champions in an all-time company. You can I don't think you can argue. You can argue other players, rosters and stuff like that, but that's that that that's how I push my company. Majorly. That's that's majorly. I have Kurt Angle, a wrestling, like top top tier wrestling. He's gonna leave you everything you need plus more. And that version of Kurt Angle was God tier. God tier, my personal opinion. Jeff Hardy's popularity is always will always be on top of the food chain, especially during that time period when he came back in the 07, that around that 07, 08 to 09 type run. Jeff Hardy was on a whole different level, popularity wise. He ride with John Cena popularity wise. And that's what I want for a mid-card champion. The Dudley Boys is probably the most, one of the most, if not the greatest tag team top Probably top five greatest tag team of all time. Their resume speaks for themselves. Winning tag team titles everywhere. They're great heels. They're great baby faces. They can talk on the mic. They did single wrestling. So they did everything you want them to do. The Dudley's tag team titles, you'd be crazy not to have them. There's other people. There's definitely, there is no, there's other people I would definitely take over them, like argue with them with. But that's what I'm getting. And then Oscar for my women's division, when she was, when she came over to the WWE, you know, WWE doesn't have a great track record of, Japanese wrestlers coming into the company and them pushing them correctly. But Oscar was pushed as a megastar from day one. And she was undefeated and she was a beast. She was having great fun and she was just what you want her to be. She ain't good on the mic because that's a whole different conversation. But just for pure wrestling ability, pure character division, pure in-ring competitor and everything that you want as a star and what a star looks like and feels like, that's Oscar. Those right there, I can run a company with and I can build a whole division around those people. But that's it. That's it. That's 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 it. That's the end of this wrestling debate. Like I said, if you want to, you can go ahead and click off now. You can stop listening. But I'm going to plug in my stuff real quick. Over there on my Twitch channel, Mr. Uh, let me make sure I got my Twitch stuff, but I'm pretty sure it's Mr. Andre94 on Twitch. Let me double check. Let me make sure because I got to be more professional. On my Twitch channel, yes, Mr. Andre94. We live stream what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to live stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Five days we're supposed to live stream, but we, that's not always the case. Either sometimes I don't want to. Don't feel like it. Whatever. It could be anything. But we've been live streaming some WWE 2K22. We've been live streaming some... We do some Kingdom Hearts. 
eventually we finish up Demon Slayer, which is probably not on the channel no more. But we're going to be doing some more anime. Uh, the next big anime I want to do, quite honestly, it has to be the Naruto Ninja Storm series. I think that's my next big project I want to do. But I have to finish off a lot of other games before we actually get to that. So that's on the list. Uh, I got to get back into some Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duels. I'm going to try to get back into that uh, sooner rather than later. But we do stuff on there. And it's fun. Just come, enjoy, come watch some watch some random stuff, basically. You can hear me talk about random stuff all the time. What's going on, whatever. That's what we do on Twitch. So, Mr. Andre94, come follow me on Twitch. You have to make an account to actually follow. Outside of just following anytime, airtime, most of the time that I go live and I want people to know I'm live, I share my Twitch channel on my YouTube. I mean, not my YouTube. On my, um, on my Twitch which is Andre Green 94 on Twitter. I might have said Twitch. On Twitter is at Andre Green 94. Come follow me there. We can talk anything you want to talk about. I don't do nothing on there really. I just say random stuff. I don't get no likes, nothing. It's whatever. We, we can come up there. Let's make a whole community anyway. Let's do that. And then I share it on my Facebook, which is Andre Green. Might like most likely might not like I might not add you on Facebook because I do that for friends and families and stuff like that, people that I know of, know or know of, and whatever. But we can get started on there too, so we can start a community right there. Like I said, this is a open so that's that over on my YouTube channel, my YouTube channel, which is Mr. Andre94. I want to say I always have a question mark because I always have to like double check. Yep, Mr. Andre94 on YouTube. On YouTube and on, on YouTube only, we are doing uh, NBA 2K22 Orlando Magic My GM series. So basically, it's um, realistic. So we make realistic trades. We talk about how the team plays and stuff. And basically, the end goal is to make the NBA Finals. You, we, whether we win or not, that's a whole different conversation. We don't know how many years it takes. You have to be realistic and things like that. So we're, we're not only with the team, but the entire league. And that's what we do on there for the NBA style, side of things. The other thing we do on there that we've been uh, hitting hardcore on, which I do appreciate people who are watching, it is the WWE 2K22 NXT Universe Mode. Now, basically... I've taken uh, on WWE 2K22, they have Universe Mode or whatever, but I'm using the NXT version of this, and basically I've created a whole different version of NXT, and I am basically going going through a whole year on the game itself, not in real life, on a whole year of NXT, uploading episodes once a week, every Wednesday, should be every Wednesday, I try my best on Wednesday, I try, I really am trying, and... We do that. We do that over there on. Uh, we do that on YouTube also. So you can see an episode every week. And then I just started WWE Main Event, which will uh, host the NXT talent also. So basically, you'll get one on Wednesday, and then you get one either on Saturday or Sunday, maybe Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know. It depends on whenever I decide to record that part. So you get, you get, you get that. So you, you the show, the show keeps going. It's different storylines. It's gonna it's gonna be different from what you see on TV. Of course, they're on, they're on NXT 2.0, but not me. I'm not doing NXT 2.0. I'm doing my own version of NXT in general. So you're gonna see different champions. You're gonna see people you've never seen before. You're gonna see people that you have seen before, and things like that. It's gonna be so much different stuff compared to what they do in real life. So 
go over to YouTube and subscribe. Please subscribe. Like, comment, subscribe. Everything, share anything I do. It helps out. This podcast, you do the same thing wherever you're listening to. Rate us five stars on Anchor. Anchor. And I'm I'm definitely getting, I'm trying my best to get back into a regular upload, like a regular weekly upload. I have not done it in a while because I feel like I'm just, I've been lazy. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be lazy. But now that I have Anchor on my phone, sometimes I'll be at work and I'll be thinking of stuff. And whenever I take a 15 minute break, whatever I'm thinking of, I could just record it now on my phone and send it out to y'all. So y'all get extra, y'all get random little episodes and stuff like, wow, we need a 10 minute episode today. What's going on here? So I, I'm doing that also. So now that's what I'm saying. We're branched. The, the podcast is branching out. So now we're doing more stuff. I'm doing more stuff. Also, I got a book out. I have two books out. One is called My Fighting Valentines. It is on Amazon. It's on uh, Kindle, 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 Amazon that you can buy. Like I think it's like a dollar ninety nine or something like that. You can buy that, and then on W on Wyatt's Pad, which is W A T T P A D dot com. My book, The Chaos World, is on there. You can read that book. Don't get behind because right now. I'm on a pause frame, but right now I'm planning on, um, I have another side story. I'm back a side, like a side story kind of book thing type, type deal, whatever. I got one of those. I'm still writing it over. So I'm still sending it over and eventually that's going to get done. That's going to be uploaded. Once that's done with, I'm jumping into chaos world part two. This is a part one and a part two. Don't get behind on them parts. And eventually I need to do this ASAP. I'm trying to get to a point to where I'm I'm, I'm gonna put the book, put all my chapters together, and release the book also, so y'all guys can uh, uh, read it. And I know a lot of people don't read, so don't be surprised. I think here soon rather than later, I'm gonna release the episodes, read them to y'all on this platform here. Whatever you listen to the podcast on. You could be seeing the chaos world on that too. Now, either that or I create a second, a different podcast for my book reading, and I can just read chapters to y'all from the book and explain some stuff that goes on. Either or, y'all definitely have to let me know on that. If you rather this hear an audio version of the book instead of you having to read it so you can understand what I'm talking about and what what my details was, I can do that. I can 1000% do that. You just have to let me know. If you don't let me know, I'm not going to do it. That's simple. I'm also. Learning, teaching myself how to draw. I have to teach myself how to draw. And then once I teach myself how to draw, I'm also trying to teach myself and learn somewhere to learn animation. Because if I can animate the stuff I want to do, it's over for everybody. And I can't wait. But that might have to do that might involve school and some other stuff. So I, I'm not too sure just yet. But that's it. That's I'm, I'm tired of rambling. That's it. I see y'all next week or so. I hopefully see y'all next week. I should be coming up with more random topics. Let me know what topic you want to talk about. Like I said, this is open. Anybody want to join? Come join. Come come join me. And that's it. And I'll catch y'all guys uh, next week.